Hello, friends. This is Something From Everything, a podcast about embracing meaning and discovering wisdom by telling better stories. And I've got a confession. I have found myself without a story for the moment, at least a new one. See, I'm usually all about the rejection of a specific form of nihilism, this idea that life has no meaning or purpose. And I reject this primarily because I think that the stories we tell ourselves, they lend us their purpose and wisdom. And when we choose stories, we choose better stories, that choice becomes its own act of creation. But in this moment of such unrest and anger and exhaustion and fear and so much noise, I haven't been hearing those stories and that probably says a lot more about me and where my headspace has been recently than it does the existence of those stories. And I've also been very reluctant to try and force a story before it's ready, because this is a tumultuous time and maybe I need to spend a bit more time before I try to make sense of it. I hope that's okay. I think that it is. And so instead, I want to offer an older story, polished up and buffed and re-edited, about authenticity. About the difference between saying the right things and being the right type of person. And about learning from our most spectacular failures. Because regardless of the dizzying, head-spinning nature of wherever we find ourselves and whatever is going on, I am fully convinced that we need to be people committed to growth and integrity. I hope that you are well, and I hope that you enjoy this one. This one is called The Enlightenment of Failure. It had been a great day. A day off of work, uneventful and filled with nothing but sunlight, a good audiobook, and an extended walk with my dog, and it was a Friday. Now, Friday nights are usually ones of celebration, the marking of the end of the work and school week with pizza and a movie, as we consider what possibilities the weekend might have in store. And this weekend had seemed like an especially long time in coming. But the moment I stepped through the front door, I could tell that this Friday felt off. Each child seemed both agitated, annoyed, and simultaneously incapable of leaving each other alone. By the time we moved to the couch to start the movie, each seemed completely ignorant of the sovereign nature of their designated couch cushion, their limbs spilling over their respective area, arms draped across siblings' heads or feet jutting into other sides, it was the general restless energy that always seemed to result in sibling wrestling, or its more accurate nomenclature, wrestling. And of course, couch wrestling only ever ends one of two ways, right? When the parents shut it down completely, or in tears. And it was to be tears this Friday as the goofing around became more and more violent and resulted in my boy crying out and repeatedly punching an arm that had held him for too long. I angrily ordered him away from the chaos of the couch to the hallway, and I went there to tell him that he needs to be careful how he acts when he's angry, 
about how he can't physically lash out when he's upset, about how he was growing and those spindly limbs would soon be thicker and stronger. Those punching fists could start doing some real damage soon, and he needed to be in control of them. But it was no good. His heart was racing, his face was flushed, and he wasn't hearing any of it. A wiser person might have considered the emotional state of his audience and the ever-growing impatience and anger inside myself, but unfortunately, I did not. And so in moments, he was yelling, and unexpectedly, so was I. Thirty years between us, but both of us, shouting at the top of our lungs, at each other mere inches away in our narrow hallway. My partner recognized that I had lost all semblance of control and quickly tagged me out to cool off on the patio, but the night was ruined. After that moment, all the serene beauty of the day evaporated, as did the wide-open possibility of the weekend before me, gone in an instant. The lesson was a little too on point. I was telling my son that we needed to be careful in our anger mere seconds, moments before I simultaneously made my point and lost all credibility. It was a big failure, one that betrayed who I wanted to be and revealed something deep inside myself. You see, I am always embarrassed for those who can't hold their emotions together in public. The couple that doesn't mind if the neighbors hear them yelling at the top of their lungs on the patio, the hothead in the car behind you who lays on the horn and flips you the bird for driving the speed limit or slowing down for a yellow light, or the restaurant patron who needs to berate the waitstaff for the food taking so long at lunch hour. These have always looked to me like weakness. It's not strength that caused me to raise my voice and engage in a yelling match with my son. It was weakness. The need to be powerful, heard, and seemingly in control. It's strange, isn't it? You puff yourself up and yell to feel bigger, but the moment after, you know that you were smaller than you were before. The most bewildering thing about this entire outburst was that immediately before it, I thought I was about to engage in some next-level judo-move parenting. I was going to remain calm and collected in the face of chaos. I was going to take advantage of this incredible teaching moment. I thought, quite simply, that I was further along than I was. I've been a student of compassionate parenting and self-regulation for a long time now. We are always talking with our friends about how to be and how to become better parents. I felt like I had been listening to the right people and reading the right things for years. But if I ever felt like I was beginning to reach some plateau, some new level of enlightenment and wisdom, my outburst on Friday cured me of that pretty quickly. Because all the big ideas in the world, they don't have the least bit of value if you can't take them home with you. 
The only thing worse than the person who flips you the bird as they pass you is seeing their bumper sticker promoting tolerance or unity. The only thing worse than the person laying into the waitstaff is that assailant being a spiritual guru or a church elder. I've always noted the pastor who leads a group of hundreds at church and whose immediate family resents him at home. The therapist who can engage thoughtfully with anyone, as long as those people are not family. They say that we often show the greatest disdain for others when they exhibit our own weaknesses. When my conversation devolved into a yelling match with my kid, it revealed both what little control I actually have and the fraudulence of my enlightenment. But enlightenment is a strange term, isn't it? We may think of it as waking up, becoming woke, reaching that next spiritual or conscious level, but taken literally, to enlighten simply means to have a light cast on something, to reveal the truth of a matter, to see what actually is. Having a yelling match with my child does not sound like enlightenment, but it absolutely is. If we have the desire to learn, grow, wake up, or become enlightened, then we had best prepare for the possibility that we will not like what it illuminates in ourself. Truly knowing yourself includes the good, the bad, and the ugly, because it's all in there. We can ignore those dark and angry and embarrassing places inside of us, but that's not enlightenment. That's just posturing and repressing. And posturing and repression may look good on the outside, but it certainly won't bring us any peace. And that's the goal, right? Less yelling matches with our kids, less taking it out on the waiter, less road rage, entitlement, waking up, evolution. These are all grand and idealistic terms, but their working out is endlessly practical. After our blowout, when we had both cooled down, I sat my son down next to me, held him tight, and asked him to forgive me for losing my temper. Then, in a slightly more enlightened context, I tried once again to discuss the importance of controlling our behavior when we're angry. It doesn't negate everything that came before it, but it was a nice moment. In the days and weeks that have followed, I have been thankful that our closest relationships are cumulative. The strength of my relationship with my son is not absolved by one misstep any more than it is secured by one successful moment. So it is with our own enlightenment, our waking up, our growth. It is not an arrival. It is our continual, stubborn, and staggered march forward. It is a long obedience in the same direction. It, of course, includes our successes, but it graciously includes our failures as well. Well, friends, there you are. Episode 21 of the Something From Everything podcast, The Enlightenment of Failure. The music at the intro and playing now is All Star by Adrian Berenger, and the music that just finished is Waking Life 
by Humans Win. All tracks are royalty-free, and you can find them through storyblocks.com. If you like my words but hate my voice, that is mean. But you can read my full posts online at my site, somethingfromeverything.com. You can even subscribe while you're there. I promise I rarely send out anything, so I won't fill your inbox with spam. But I can let you know if there's anything special or extraordinary going on. And if you can't get enough of my words and voice, I also have some video for you. You can find videos of this and other recent episodes on IGTV or YouTube. Just make sure to search something from everything in quotations, and then I should be the first artist that pops up. And let me know if you like that format. I remain a much bigger fan of the audio-only podcast, but I know a few of you like the moving picture format. You can follow the Something From Everything podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and I appreciate so much every time you guys leave a review or let me know what you thought of the last episode or share it with a friend. All that is so very appreciated. I hope that you do not fail as spectacularly as I have, but I do hope that you are coming to the ends and edges of yourself and pushing against them even if that results in your occasional failure. I hope that you are graceful and forgiving of yourself when you do. I hope you know that waking up or enlightenment or growth, they're always journeys and never destinations. And I hope you continue to be enlightened by your failures as we all stumble and get back up again, making something from everything. Thanks, friends. Take care.